Hi, I'm Tiffany Patlin, host of the Tiffany Talks Health and Wellness Podcast, where I discuss tools, tips, and techniques to heal your mind, body, and soul. I am on a godly mission to heal the world. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Tiffany Talks Health and Wellness Podcast. Today's special guest is Brent Webb. He is an acclaimed mind power expert and author of Success Secrets. Thanks for joining us today, Brent. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. You bet. I'm super excited to learn about what it is that got you or what happened, what life challenges, what life experiences you may have gone through that led you to become a mental expert. Can you please share with us? <laughs> sure. So I was a little uh, chubby kid from Ohio, right? Only child. And I started out five, six years old wanting to be a magician. So, uh, and of course, you know, David Copperfield, you know who that is? He was yes. a big magician, right? Yes. Well, this is the good looking guy with the wind in his hair, right? I'm a little <laughs> chubby kid, but I decided I wanted to be a magician. So for a couple of years, I was pestering everybody with card tricks and that sort of thing but I would go to the library a lot and I would take out magic books. And so one day I'm in there and on the shelf, there's a book called The Magic of Believing that was actually put there by accident. It was put back there by accident. So I didn't realize what it was. I took it out, I, I took it home and I started reading that book and it was all about the power of belief and how you know there's so much more to the human mind. And even as a little kid, eight, nine, 10 years old, I realized, wow, there's really something else here that I, I never realized before. So it just kind of opened a lot of doors. And so from that point, I just started, you know, consuming everything, learning everything. And um, I was in college, hated it. <laughs> I was sitting there one day and I just thought, this is not the place for me. I know what I need to do. So I kind of went on the road, worked with a lot of celebrities. I worked as an opening act, you know, uh, a, men a mind reader, mentalist. But the whole time, again, I was learning all about the mind. So then I started working with professional sports teams and uh, celebrities and teaching them about the mind. So my entire business shifted away from entertainment and, you know, that kind of ego of being on stage and getting applauded, right, to actually helping people do something. So I've been doing it now. I've, I've used mind power through cancer, myself, alcohol, drugs, so many different things. You know, we don't realize they're mindset things. Mm -hmm. Most things are. So once once you kind of shift your perception to that, it, you can tackle these things and kind of beat through them. Oh, I love what you're saying because I resonate. I, I love what you said. It's all just a mindset. It's just whatever. There's that famous quote, whatever the mind of man believes, it will achieve. So if you believe something, you can, you know, make it happen. Um, that's powerful. And so when you were talking about your story, I was just imagining you, hey, pick a card, any card, you know, with the whole deck of cards. Is that you? That was you? Oh, of course. I mean, my poor mother probably witnessed more bad card tricks than any human being. But, you know, there's something about that, though. We all have this ego, especially when we're kids. You know, you want 
attention. You want to, you know, anybody who goes on stage, I don't care if you're a musician, a, a, a magician, a, there's something there that you're needing, right? From, from the audience. So even from at a young age, you know, I, yeah, I definitely wanted that kind of, you know, adoration and it was so misguided. But I, again, I've learned all that later on, but kind of from the beginning is just the chance of one book in the library just changed everything for me. I mean, it literally changed the course of everything I've done since. So it's just amazing, you know, little things like that can kind of change our path. Yeah, it's funny because you say it was put there by mistake and I'm thinking to myself, was it? Yes, was it? Was <laughs> it? I don't think so. Something tells me that, you know, something, you know, in a divine way, it was put there on purpose for you because look how powerful it was for you. It literally changed your life. That's powerful. I love that. I'd love to hear more about the power of the mind. What is something that you, what is one of the first, you know, skills that you learned when it comes to belief and the power of your mind? Well, the one thing that, that people always get confused by, and I, I work still all over the world. I was just in Japan and New Zealand, and it doesn't matter who the audience is. They all believe when you hear mind power or mind control, especially, they think it means you learn how to control someone else's mind. And that's not what it is. Real mind control and, and, and real freedom in this life is controlling your own mind. Because once you control it, nobody else can do it for you because that's what's happening. I mean, we're being programmed 24-7, right? Yes. And so I think the biggest thing I tell people is to become aware of what's going on up there. You know, we've got this bitchy, I call it the bitchy roommate. You've got somebody who lives with you 24-7. It's rent-free, right? They're up there completely complaining. They're, they're, it's negative as can be, right? If that was a real human and they were in your house, you'd throw them out in, in 24 hours, right? But wow. we don't do it. It's this voice talking and talking and talking inside our head. It's kind of always telling us the worst things that are going to happen. And the, and the bad thing about it is that voice in your head is the only thing in the universe that knows everything you've done including the things you're embarrassed by, including the things you've never told anybody, including the things you've never been caught doing, right? And it will use them against you at the drop of a hat. It's the one that's going to say you're too fat, you're too ugly, you're too this. I mean, it's vicious, right? And so it's the awareness of what's happening up there and knowing, like I said, first 10 years of your life, you're recording everything. It's like you're, you're a little kid, right? You have a pad and you're writing down everything that happens to you. Every day, everything, every person you meet, you write it down. And then about nine years old, you run out of paper. And so for the rest of your life, you've got to use that pad for everything you want. You, when you want to find out anything, you got to go back through your pad that you wrote in when you were a little kid. That's what we do. We create our belief system. We create our thought patterns. And when nine, 10, and from that point on, you live with whatever was programmed into you as a child. And for a lot of people, it's you're not good enough. You're not this. You're not that siblings, parents, teachers, everything, the media, the government, it's constant programming, you know, be, be a, a good cog in the machine. It's not be an entrepreneur. It's not go out and strike out on your own and, and, and change the world. It's become a worker, become a lawyer, a doctor, a something, a something that fits into the machine. That's mm -hmm. what it's all about, right? It's that, it's that programming. I agree. It's that childhood imprinting. And I just, I really, I'm in love with the way you describe that. It's like you have a pad of paper and you jot down all the notes, all the things that was ever said to you, right? Or about you that you believe. And then you ran out of paper. So at that point, it's like, you're no longer looking forward to all these positive things. You're just looking at all of your notes. I love the way that you describe that. Cause I can see that clearly. Um, Cause it's true. I myself went through that and I'm grateful that I've learned, you know, the power of awareness. 
Uh, but I know that there's a lot of people that are still stuck and they're looking at that pad of paper and they're believing all these things. And what makes me sad is when I see people like that is I see potential in people. I think every single human being in this world has potential and skill and talent. And what it is, is those notes on that pad of paper that is really acting like a ball and chain that's preventing them from flying high to whatever it is that they were meant to be in this world. And it's just so sad. So that's why it's amazing the work that you do to help other people. Yeah. I, I mean, you're so right. Every, I think every person has a spark of greatness there because mm -hmm. there's something you're meant to do. There is something that you are here for, but what happens is it, it becomes your mind becomes this, gorilla in a cage and it takes over and most people don't realize that we are in charge and the the monkey is actually under our command we think that it's just up there going crazy and we have to kind of back off of it and it's just not true and again it's things you've told yourself it's things that you you know from your paper from your you know i always i used to say it's like you've had a tape recorder running in your head for eight years and then it just stops now every time you need some you have to go back and listen to the tape it's the same thing though yeah right so like we said, awareness, just stop a few times a day is the greatest way to start. Stop what you're doing. I always tell people, get a post-it note, draw a happy face, draw a flower, draw a heart, draw something, put a couple of them around the house. Now, when you're going about your day, you see that post-it note, it's your notice to stop and think what's on your mind. Okay. If you keep a pad nearby, write it down. I guarantee if you do that for a couple of days, you're going to see you are negative about 80% of the time because mm. almost everybody is. And when you see that and you see the stuff that you're actually thinking, because when you slip into autopilot, that's when that tape starts running. That's when all the notes from that book come back. So it's anytime you're not in the present moment, you're out of your power. You're in the past. You're living in the past. I wish I could have done this and then this wouldn't have happened. Or you're in the future worrying about something that's never going to happen the way you, you think. So it's this moment that you've got to stay in. So look at the post-it note. You see it, you stop. What am I thinking about right now? You write it down. doesn't matter what it is and don't judge yourself because what we want to do at the end of a, a three, four day period is look at that and see how much of it is negative and you'll blow yourself away because you'll realize it's almost all negative. I think that's a great task to offer people. Uh, I actually ended up doing some sort of a, something similar to that. And we were required to write, I think it was 15 a day, 15 thoughts a day you had to write down. And they told us the same thing. Don't judge yourself because you do like you start to write all these things down and they're all negative. You're like, oh, my gosh, I'm a bad person, you know, because you're being honest with yourself. You're forced to be honest with yourself. So that is a great task. One thing I they, they didn't share with me was I love what you said is to have that little post-it note as a reminder, because this is brand new for you. It's like a habit, right? Right. If it's if it's not a habit, then it's going to be difficult to remember. So I love the visual of the post-it, you just put it around and that's your reminder. What are you thinking? What have you been thinking? Is it positive or negative? But you have to be honest with yourself. And I love that you remind people to not judge yourself because you can't, you just got to do it and look at it as information. It's information that's basically going to help you get better. And then the other thing I wanted to point out was how interesting it is that the word believe has the word lie right smack in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, that's been pointed out many, many times, I'm sure in the past, you know, belief, some people are, <laughs> you, you meet people that are wildly successful 
and they're, it's it's because sometimes they're overconfident. They don't even have if you look at somebody and go, wow, that guy's got a lot of confidence for being that guy. <laughs> right. But he's he's wildly <laughs> successful because if you have that over very little confidence, you don't have the talent will take a backseat to the fact that you believe it, that you have confidence in it, because man, if you don't believe that you can have it, if you don't believe you can do it, if you don't believe you deserve it, you're not, not only you're never going to get it. Nobody's ever going to think that you just, I mean, you have to be number one, the first person that, that has that belief in your, in yourself. And then you'll start to make other people believe it. Otherwise, if you're waiting for the outside world to kind of come into your inner world and, and help you, it's not going to happen. It, it's got to start on the inside. And then you start to affect that, that outer world. And I, and one thing I like what you said earlier about the book, you know, on the shelf, not being a mistake. And, and, and it's true. Synchronicities, like things that happen, most people go, oh, that's a coincidence. And I don't believe in that anymore at all. I mean, if something <laughs> like that happens I, in my life, I've seen that time and time again. And people go, oh, it's just a coincidence. No, it, see, again, your perception is wrong. Because if you look at everything like a gift, everything is amazing. There's a reason that that synchronistic thing happened to you. And if you follow them, it's going to lead you where you want to go. You know, you, people are just so oblivious because our lives now are, everything's on the phone. We can't be like, 10 seconds without some sort of stimulation. So it's getting to at, at a point where, you know, it's going to be difficult kind of to tip back if everybody, if we're going farther into this, you know, technology where nobody talks, nobody, it's all texting, you know, it's, it's kind of a scary place to be right now. I couldn't agree with you more. And I almost feel like, Referring to something as a coincidence rather than a synchronicity is almost like a is almost like slapping away a blessing. That's yeah. what it is because there's really no benefit to you looking at it as a consequence. There's nothing there. It's like treating something that happened to you that which in your case changed your whole life. Choosing to look, what if you chose to look at that like, oh, that was just a coincidence. It has no meaning. It's blah. That's you can be looked at as negative. It, there's nothing positive about that. But if you look at it as this divine thing that happened to you, it's life changing. Guess what? It's going to change your life. And you're living proof of that. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, you've got to believe it. I, belief is so powerful. So what would you say to those unbelievers, the people who might be listening? They're like, yeah, right. This, that and the other. What would you say to those people? Well, I always say to skeptics or whoever, you know, how, first of all, do you still have the dreams that you had when you were little? Do you still have them? I mean, are they still there? Because if they're there, they're there for a reason. And if you've locked them away somewhere and you don't think they're possible anymore, they're, they're still possible. The thing is, you have to get past your ego. You have to get past this lower part of your brain. Anytime you, like I said earlier, anytime you slip on autopilot, your tape starts running. So you're driving your car Anybody knows, okay, you go, you're driving 10 miles. You don't have to go, I got to turn left here. I got to turn right here. I got to pull here. I gotta, you don't do that. You're somehow getting there magically, right? When the, <laughs> your mind is working and you can still be thinking about arguing with your spouse and what are you going to make for dinner and all these other things inside your head. So you're on autopilot. The world's going by. The world's amazing. You're not even seeing the beauty of it, right? It's going by and you're in the past or you're in the future. So you're out of your power moment. So Again, what I tell people, an easy way to fix it, anytime you see that post, I don't know if you're going to do that, or um, another thing I do all the time, get a little pebble, go outside, get a pebble, put it in your pocket, put it in your purse, whatever. Anytime you touch it, you see it, you, you, you grab a hold of it, it's your, your notice to be mindful, to stop, 
and not to worry about what's on your mind, just to stop and become and go back into the present. Because just doing that is power. Because every time you do that, you're kind of pulling back your focus. And if you then if you're going to go into meditate, if you're going to learn to meditate or anything that requires focus, you're going to are automatically be farther ahead than than somebody who's never done it. So you're because you're constantly pulling back your focus. So you're driving in your car. The guy in front of you is driving slow. You're back there arguing and yelling with the guy. Right. And, and he's just oblivious to it. Next time, don't do it. That's the easiest thing to let go. Traffic, weather. You're going for a picnic. It's raining. You know, you're upset. God hates me. The universe is against me. <laughs> you're right. You're going to the casino. My mom says all the time, I don't know why I'm going. I never win. I'm like, yeah, don't go. Because you, you've, you've just nixed <laughs> you just nixed it. So you got to be careful of what you say. The things that you say, you affirm to yourself. Because think about it. What you say out loud is about one half of 1% of, of what's going on in a day. If you said everything that was in your mind, you'd be locked up in, in a you know, insane asylum, right? If you just said it all out loud. Probably. So, right? So what you're saying to yourself, you're affirming over and over again. You're, you're affirming it. You're making it true. I'm not good enough. I'm too fat. I'm too ugly. I'm never going to have money. Money's for evil people. Whatever that is, that belief that you've got, you just got to get in there and you got to change that. So- you know, that's what it's all about. Like we said, awareness is the first step. Yep. I agree wholeheartedly because I've done that work myself and I find myself going through life, things happen and it could be something silly with my husband and he can react a certain way. And I know in the past, hmm. I didn't think I just reacted and it wasn't pretty. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> and so now when something happens, I ask myself if what I'm thinking is true or not. Because just because somebody re does something or reacts some, some way doesn't necessarily mean that it's personal or directed at me. But if I don't think about that and I just react as if it's true, then I'm causing, I'm the one that's creating, you know, the pathway to something negative occurring. And with another person in there and misunderstanding, miscommunicate, forget it, right? It's just like an explosion. And so I think people who, who maybe argue a lot or have a lot of uh, conflict, it could be because of that, because we're we're not asking ourselves is what we're thinking true because you can have all sorts of thoughts, but it doesn't make it true. So you have to ask yourself if it's true. And I notice when I do that, it's very, very helpful because I, I kind of like do this whole mental thing in my head where I'm like, OK, so that he's probably having a bad day. That's right. He didn't go to sleep on time. So blah, blah, blah. That, that has nothing to do with me. So why am I going to think that he's doing something negative? I just blow it off. It's easier to blow things off that way instead of to just to take take it personal and create something what is it what do they call it create a um something self-fulfilling self prophecy <laughs> right where you're making it happen you're bringing it into reality yes and yeah. it could be positive why not just let it be and just everything is okay uh, maybe do something nice for him instead knowing that you know he's tired you know that would have a different outcome and it's a choice but it's like you said it's all awareness just being aware of what's going on why am I thinking this? What are what are the facts? What's going on? You know, and I notice that that works for me. So I'm living proof that what you're talking about really does work as you are. Well, and one thing I tell I tell people too is in that what will happen? Awareness will will almost get you there. It's not going to get you completely there, but I'm telling you, awareness alone is going to get you sixty percent of the way. Because what's going to happen is you're going to start to realize the the old rusty, out of date crap that's in your mind, and it disappears as soon as you drag something like that into the light and really look at it. It, it was made when you were illogical. You weren't mature. You were a little kid. It disappears. There's no, it, it can't hold up to the scrutiny, right? So I tell people every time you do that, 
You don't have to. And I hate when people say you've got to relive the pain. You've got to therapists make fortunes, bringing somebody in every week and making them go through all this crap. You don't have to relive it. When you start bringing awareness to it, these things start to go by themselves because th mm -hmm. again, they can't be kind of, they can't, they don't hold up anymore. So one thing that will happen is those things happen when it happens automatically over time, like I said, you're shifting your focus, shifting your focus back, pulling back your focus where it matters. Then the next time that happens, you have enough, you're, something happens with your husband, right? And there's the drama. Now, normally, just like you said, you have this exactly right. You get sucked into it. And the next thing you know, it's a week later and you wake up and go, oh my God, I've been, I've been completely out of it for a week. I've been fighting and everything else. So what happens is the drama happens and, and because you've been doing this awareness and you've been pulling back your focus, now drama happens and everything goes into slow motion. And this, mm -hmm. and I'm telling you, this is true. It happens for me all the time. You go into the zone and, and then you're in a very powerful position. Instead of being pulled in and now you're fighting back and you're yelling and you're arguing, you're standing in your power. Mm. Things are moving slowly, and you're thinking, is this worth my peace? Because 99.99% of the time, it's not. <laughs> if I get drug into this, is it worth my peace? And you're going to go, nope, it's not. But again, you can make all these decisions from a clear head, in, from a place of power, in what seems like a minute when it's really literally two, three seconds, because everything you're in the zone. You're in control of your mind power. You're in control of, your, of yourself, your core. And everything slows down. So exactly what you're doing, if you keep doing that, you'll start to see that. Just like you're saying, you're getting through, you're working through, you're changing the way you look at it. You're doing, you know, you're not getting upset. You're looking at maybe if if this is true, what I'm thinking. You know, every person we meet has a different version of us. You know, mm -hmm. they only see us for a certain amount of, even the version we have is wrong. Because it's <laughs> built with all this stuff we put in there when we were kids. So nobody has the real picture of us, including us. And that's what's what's scary. I mean, nobody does. Your your family, your your partner, your kid, nobody. So just that makes it easier almost to let go of it, to let go of some of that stuff you're holding on to because it doesn't matter and it's not true. You know, there's just so much this that's complete fallacy that you're holding on to and defending. You'd go to the death for it's just not true. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's like mic drop, mic drop, mic drop <laughs> with everything that you're saying. And it's just inspiring because even though I do practice this, it just keeps me wanting to continue to build that muscle, if you will, because, you know, it, it, like we discussed, it's a habit. We can develop healthy habits. The old habit was listening to that recorder and believing those lies, right? Now, the new habit can be acknowledging that, you know, that's practicing that self-awareness. And like you said, you're, you're 60% there. And yeah, I love that. I did want to ask you, what's one of the most amazing things you've done with the power of your mind? I mean, I know that, you know, you were able to change your whole life. That's pretty powerful, but I want to know what's a special time situation that you could share with us where you use this. Um, I mean, there's so many from, I mean, I had lymphoma. I was performing on stage, passed out. They took me to the hospital. I wow. had, I was at the end of stage three, going to stage four, had no idea. They're like, I, we don't realize how you're walking in here because I had a hemoglobin level of like three for a man. It should be 20. I mean, I was literally, you know, at death's door there. Um, and everyone was gone. My family was on a cruise. I was literally by myself. And, you know, the doctor saying, well, it could be this, it could be this. Well, it could be lymphoma, but you know, don't worry about that. And the minute he said lymphoma, something clicked. I went, I looked at the, the symptoms of lymphoma. I had every single one. I had the um, night sweat. I had all of them. So I knew I had it. 
And then of course, you know, the first thing you want to do is, oh my God, cancer and I'm dead and I'm going to go into that and you freak out. Uh, but again, I've been doing this for so long that, that the first thing I thought about is, first of all, nobody else is going to, I'm not going to allow any of that. You know, that any negativity from anyone else, I'm going to, I'm going to take care of this myself. So I kind of went into the, to that mode and I decided I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be in charge here. The illness is not, you know, I always look at like, like uh, we are the, we are, the body is like a car and the soul's the driver. And so even for somebody I've had, I have uh, clients that are terminal, stage four terminal. I have a, a single parent with four kids, mother, four kids, terminal cancer, all, mm -hmm. all over her body. The biggest thing she came for, to me for was fear. And, you know, just because she couldn't get past the fear of it. And this is two, three years ago. She's still alive. I mean, she's still, uh, you know, terminal, but she's living and she's having an, an amazing life because she's taking control of the fear. So I, like I told her, the, the car may be sick. The car is not running too good. But at a certain point, you're going to get out of the car. And you're going to get into another one. So, you know, there, there's more here that you're not seeing. So that was kind of, you know, for her. But anyway, for me as well. I mean, I thought, okay, you know, this it's a vehicle. I can take care of this like anything else. And I went into it that way. Same thing with alcohol. I mean, I was working on cruise ships and doing shows and in Vegas. And I started to realize, well, I'm drinking a bottle of vodka like every other day or something. And, you know, it's going on for years. I'm out all night and I'm, you know, I'm working late in Vegas and, and I'm out all night. So again, a mindset thing. And alcohol... Everything I've ever come up against as far as alcohol, I was a pain, addicted to pain pills. I had back surgery, uh, tailbone surgery. They, I was on pain pills. Everything I've ever come up against, I have done completely cold turkey just with mind power. You know, they mm -hmm. said, oh, my God, you're going to have to go to rehab. You're going to have to go into rehab. I said, there's no way I'm going into rehab. I'll go to my house and I'll, and I'll, I'll do this myself. Because your willpower becomes strong over all these over all the time of using mind power. It's like you said earlier about it's what it is. It's repetition. All the things that got you to where you are right now, if you don't like where you are, it's because you did bad things over and over and over and over again. And that's why you're here. It's going to take repetition of the good to get you out of this. So mm -hmm. repetition is magic because especially mm -hmm. with the mind, you start drilling something into the mind, you can actually change. I mean, you can change the way your mind looks at things and thinks about things. So, you know, cancer, um, alcohol, <laughs> drugs, smoking. And here's the thing. I started smoking after I had cancer, if that makes any sense at all. <laughs> uh, yeah. Completely oblivious to, you know, and I, here I am smoking. So again, uh, I, it's a, a perception thing. If you look at it like you're beaten before, and so many people do, they get the cancer diagnosis. And have you, have you ever noticed when somebody says, and they say, how long do I have? And they'll say two months, a year, whatever. They usually fall right in that spectrum of time. It's if they believe that, because it's a belief thing, uh, you know, again, so I didn't let anybody tell me anything. Okay. And one thing I wanted to say about what we said before, when we were saying about little things you can do when the voice starts, I tell people, name it, name the voice, give it a name. My voice's name's Carl. And <laughs> first of all, it takes the power away immediately if you give it a name. Okay. Second of all, Carl is a petulant child. He is a naughty little boy who does, you know, pranks and stuff. Look at him that way. And the next time Carl starts talking or Lisa or John or whoever you are watching this and you've named your voice, <laughs> you'll laugh at it because it's no longer the voice of God. It's not the truth. It's not wisdom and all this in your head. All that voice is, is the conditioned past. It's all the things mm -hmm. that have ever happened to you. That voice is trying to protect you. 
Because back in the day, when you walked out of your cave, there could be a lion there to eat you. Now you walk out of your house and you're worried about what Mary thinks of your dress and what the neighbors are going to think about your car. And that's <laughs> what we do with that gift now. We use it for the most unbelievably moronic stuff. We have this amazing computer, the most sophisticated machine ever devised, right? Everybody gets one when they're born. There's no manual. You don't know how to use it. They give you a manual for your phone. They give you one for the toaster, the microwave, the tea, everything. They, exactly. You get this thing, which could literally transform the entire world. And it's like, eh, you're, you're not only are you on your own, but nobody's going to show you. Because I, I remember once I was in elementary school, my teacher kept saying, Brent, you need to focus. You need to focus. And finally, I said, did I miss that day? Because I don't remember ever learning to focus. And she thought about it for a second and realized, you know what? <laughs> you're right. You know, nobody teaches you, you know, the things you really need. They're, they're teaching you things to become part of the machine, not things mm -hmm. that can make you happy and change your life. You know, anybody who's ever committed suicide, your voice had to tell you to do that. Think about it. You didn't jump off of a bridge just uh, for no reason. Your voice is constantly telling you you're worthless. You, you're worthless. You've got to kill. That's what's going on. It's your voice. That voice is such an enemy. It will end you. It will end your life if you let it. And if you let that thing take over, it's going to ruin your life. So no matter where you are now from, you know, five years old to 95, you can change. You can change everything with some awareness. I get passionate about this. I'm sorry. No, don't be sorry. I'm like, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. The whole time. That, it's like another mic drop. Uh, but this is so good. I swear I could talk to you for hours about this. But before we do let you go, would you like to tell our listeners about your free ebook, The Success Secrets? Sure. So what I did was people always ask me, and the reason I'm doing this, by the way, like I said, it's my 30th year. I go all over the world. I used to work with billionaires and celebrities and sports teams. And then COVID happened and I started realizing, you know, I'm really teaching the wrong people. These people already have wealth. They have nannies. They have business managers. They don't have the same stress as we do. Okay. So I started teaching, I started doing seminars and events and, and you know, I'm, I don't sell courses. I don't do that sort of thing. What I do is I'm just out there getting this message out. So I put together an ebook that's five things that you can start. It's kind of to get control of your mindset. The first five things you should do. If you're not sure where to start, you have no idea, you know, even what's going on inside your head and you want to, you know, kind of get yourself a game plan because really Success leaves footprints. Everybody's Tony Robbins always says that it's true. Go with somebody. My dad used to say, if you want to become a millionaire, go talk to a millionaire. You're not going to go talk to the guy under a bridge, right? But that's what sure. we do. We have these dreams and we go talk to our parents or we go talk to our sister or we go talk to our, our <laughs> uncle who's never done anything. And he tells us why we can't do it. And we believe it. So, you know, uh, successsecrets.net, that's the, that's the address for that. You just go, you can download it free and you can start reading it right away. And kind of put it to use. It doesn't do any good. So many people are knowledge collectors. They they read things and they have all these books and they videos and they don't do anything about it. So if you're going to go download it, start doing it because once you see the effect of how it's changing your life, you'll be motivated. It's like anything. It's like weight loss. Anything else, it's going to push you. It's going to motivate you to go farther. So you can go there, successsecrets.net, download a copy, and and not only put it to use. Maybe your family will see you. Maybe they'll get motivated. Maybe they'll be inspired. That's how we change everything. You know, the way it is right now, we're all against each other so much. Somebody is a beacon. Somebody starts to change. And there's going to be somebody who sees them and is inspired by it. So that can be you. If you inspire one person, if we all did that, just think about how this could change, you know, everything. It would be a beautiful, beautiful uh, It'd be amazing. Thing. 
<laughs> Thank you so much, Brent, for coming on today. This was a pleasure. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. It's been it's been really uh, awesome being uh, here. If you ever need me again, just let me know. Oh, you bet. We'll we'll definitely look into that for sure. Uh, thanks to all you listeners. That's all for today. Uh, don't forget to subscribe, and we'll see you on the next episode. Stay healthy out there. Bye.